I believe that everyone has the potential to turn their biggest failures into their biggest successes. And I say this with conviction because when I look back at my journey and all of the failures I've had, some of them have been so major that I don't know anyone else in my life who's experienced such a magnitude of failures in certain contexts. Like I'm the only one who's failed so miserably that I know of. And if I'm still standing on the other side of these failures, then of course you can too. You can turn your biggest failures into your biggest successes. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to fulfill your potential in your dream career or business of impact. This is so you can thrive at the highest level in your life, have a positive influence on this world and be fulfilled till your last day. My name is Trang, purpose and performance coach and speaker and your host of the show, And before I go into today's episode, I want to ask you, did you start off 2023 with big dreams, deep drive and conviction that this year things will be different, that you will step up and create a whole new reality for yourself? But now getting towards the end of February, things have popped up. You've fallen back into routine and you're noticing that you're not showing up at the level that you know you are capable of. Maybe you're still feeling a little bit confused and overwhelmed and you don't know what path that you need to be taking next. Or maybe you know what you need to do, but you're not sure how to get there. You don't know how to overcome the obstacles that are currently in your way. If this is you, then I am very excited to share with you that I am launching a virtual round of Power Your Potential starting next month on March 6th. Power Your Potential is for women who are hungry to take their career and life to new heights. Through the four-week small group coaching experience, I'll take you on a journey starting with the end helping you connect to your heart-centered purpose so that you can get crystal clear on the fire that is in you that will give you drive and momentum for the rest of your life. And then from there, I'll give you the resources to develop deep-rooted confidence to make this a reality. And you will learn all the high-performance habits personally and professionally so that you can combine this new awareness and this new power within you and take the next step in your life. I'm really feeling how special this round is going to be because firstly, this year I'm focusing on my speaking and one-on-one mentoring. So I'm not actually going to be running many rounds of small group coaching. Secondly, this is the first round of the virtual power your potential. So no matter where you are in the world, you will be able to come along on this journey and you'll be able to give yourself the gift of possibility. I mean, if last year's results from power your potential are anything to go by, I can absolutely say that this is a life changing opportunity. If you want to find out more, I'll put the link 
in the podcast description. Have a click there to read more information about this group coaching experience and for you to apply. I always want to have a chat just to make sure that we're an aligned fit to work together. I can give you exactly what you need to achieve your outcomes. The early bird investment is available for one week only. So make sure that you click that link. I encourage you not to sit on it. This is the time to be making moves. Okay, I'll see you on the inside. Now to today's episode. Today, I'm talking about five times I have failed miserably. And I want to share this today because firstly, it's been a couple of years since I've shared my own failures on the podcast. So there have been fresh new failures for me to talk about, as well as, yes, it's it's a bit overdue for some vulnerability from me and sharing my journey with you. Secondly, when I look up to different idols who represent who I want to become and what I want to achieve, I generally look, generally look up to them because they are out there crushing it. Like they are a symbol of everything that I want to be more of. And most of the time, this is very inspiring because it is evidence of what is possible, right? But sometimes it's also a little bit disheartening. And you may have experienced this before where you look at someone who is representing everything that you desire, but instead of feeling inspired, you actually feel a bit more uncertain about yourself because where you are now compared to where you want to be, there's such a big gap and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I feel overwhelmed. I feel small. I feel unworthy of being able to close this gap and ever be able to achieve that reality. And I know that when different people who I look up to share their story, you know, share vulnerable vulnerable parts of their journey, it gives me evidence of the possibilities of, okay, like I'm not the only one going through this shit. (laughs) Like I'm not the only one who's embarrassed myself in this way. And I'm not the only one who's failed in that way. And if that person has gone through that and they are still standing where they are now, then I can too. And it gives me hope. It, it gives me the, it gives me additional drive to keep going. So that's why I want to share this episode with you. Let's start by sharing five times I failed miserably. Number one, I failed my TAFE course to become a personal trainer. I was 19. It was six months after finishing year 12 on a high. I'd got on top of my class in various subjects. I'd got into my dream university degree to do physiotherapy. I was on top of the world. I knew that I was highly capable and I was intelligent, but I couldn't even pass this six-month TAFE course. And I remember sitting in the classroom And watching one student after another go in, have their meeting with the assessor, come out, they'd pass and they were like, see you later, motherfuckers. And they'd walk out with their certificates celebrating. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, hurry up. Like I'm ready to pass and walk out of here for the last time. And then I go in and the assessor tells me that I hadn't met all the criteria for the final assessment. And I had to go in and repeat during the next intake, which wasn't until two or three months later. 
and I had a job lined up. So that job, it felt like I had that job ripped away from me. And I felt like my world was crumbling apart and I felt a mix of emotions of anger and disappointment and exasperation. Like I, was just, I just didn't know what was going on. And that cut deep. That really cut deep. Another time that I failed miserably was when I ran my very first workshop. It was going to be a 90-minute workshop at the PT studio that I was working at on a Saturday afternoon. And I remember that whole morning I felt so sick with anxiety because it was the first time I'd organized anything like this. I knew it was going to be a really big group of people because the sign-up sheet had had dozens of names on it. And I remember rocking up to the PT studio, setting up. Uh, I looked at my watch. One, one, um, it was 1.30. Okay, half an hour to go. Pacing, like trying to control my breathing because I just felt so sick in the stomach. 1.45, still waiting. 1.50, no one was there yet. And I was like, what is going on? The workshop starts in 10 minutes. 2 p.m., the time that the workshop was meant to start and no one was there. And I was standing there facing an empty room. In the end, two people rocked up, not including my mum and dad, who were there to support me. And out of those two attendees, one of them was nodding off halfway through my talk. I was so humiliated. I hated every moment of it. I never wanted to do anything like that again. That was another time that I failed miserably. And every time I say fail, by the way, I'm using quotation marks because we know that failures aren't actually failures. Third time that I failed miserably was when I got fired from my first real job after uni. I got fired from my first physio job. I didn't make it past probation. There were various reasons why that happened and that's not the point of what I'm sharing today. But I don't know any other physios in my cohort who have been fired from their job. Like I'm not even talking about being a 16-year-old getting fired from my very first job in a restaurant or at a cafe. I'm talking about my first physio job. And that, I remember, felt like (laughs) my life was over. Seriously, I had that conversation. I started breaking down and crying in the room with my boss at the time. I was driving home. I called my partner. I was in tears, sobbing, and I couldn't help but think, like, what do I do with myself now? I don't have a job to go to tomorrow. What am I going to tell my parents? What are they going to think of me? I am a failure. That's how I felt. Here's another one. More than once, I've had to pay for petrol using the coins in my car just to be able to get home. I remember I'd be driving, my fuel light would be on. I had a total of 80 cents in my bank account. And if I wanted to make a home, I would need to get petrol. And I would have to scavenge off the one, $2 coins in my car, including even some 50 cent ones, just to get enough petrol to get home till my next paycheck arrives the next day. That's where I've been in the past. That's where I was whilst I was at uni, while starting out my business, whilst I was working part-time and studying. (laughs) And that felt pretty low. 
Like it felt so low that I couldn't even afford petrol to get home. I was borrowing money off my parents for such a long time during those days. The fifth and final failure that I wanted to share with you happened more recently. Since that very first workshop that I ran all those years ago where only two people came, I have done many more workshops and talks since. And one of the talks I was booked to do last year was a mixed talk. So there was a live audience there as well as a live stream that was happening. And I remember halfway through the talk, I had just said something and it was this big point. So I paused to let this point land. And during this moment of silence, someone who was on the live stream, who must have thought they were on mute, but weren't, said out loud, oh, what a load of crap, seriously. And oh my gosh, in that moment, I froze. Like, I heard it and I froze. I didn't know what to do. Everyone in the audience heard it. There was this long, awkward pause. The organizer like ran from the back of the room to try and desperately mute this live stream. And I just wanted to sink into the floor and disappear and never to be seen again. It, it shook me. And I had to finish the rest of that talk. That was a battle. Like my head kept wanting to go back to that moment and relive it. And I could just feel so much adrenaline in my body. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a challenging talk, that's for sure. But since then, there've been so many um, takeaways from that, especially one of them being that, you know, you can only get negative feedback for a talk if you're even doing a talk in the first place. Like the fact that I was doing a talk was already a beautiful thing. I'd actually in some ways made it to even get negative feedback in the first place. And now I have thicker skin because I've been through that before. And um, yeah, it's going to take more in the future to rattle me during a talk because I've been there, done that. <laughs> so that happened last year. Now these failures at the time, they absolutely felt like my world was coming to an end. Like they felt like signs that I wasn't good enough that I should just stop, that I should just give up. But now in hindsight, I look back and it's so far from that. These failures, they were the perfect redirections and the perfect opportunities to open up the door to my next greatest successes. For example, when I failed my PT TAFE course and couldn't start the job that I had lined up, I had to look for another job and ended up starting a new job, a different one, three months later when I did finally pass. And at this job was where I worked with my boss at the time and he taught me so much. He inspired me to start my very first business. And if I hadn't started at that job, maybe I wouldn't have actually started a business and I wouldn't be where I am now, like doing my own thing full time with time and lifestyle freedom. When I got fired from my first physio job, I cried and cried and cried. But then a day later, I realized now I have all the time in the world to go all in on my business because I'd always done part-time physio, part-time business. But now I could devote myself to really 
building my business. So I did that for two months and then I got some traction that I never would have otherwise if I was still working. When I got the negative feedback, (laughs) load of crap feedback during that talk last year, I used it as an opportunity to practice more talks to cold audiences. Like I'm really used to doing talks to groups who already know who I am and and are there to see me. But I decided I needed to do more cold audience talks. So I had to break through the shield of resistance that people might have when I walk on stage and they don't know who I am. So I started to do more of that. I started to go to stand-up comedy every single week to tell jokes to people who didn't know who I was to try and make them laugh. And I did that every single week for quite a few months and got to the point where I was so comfortable with an audience who may be sitting back, sitting on their phone with their arms crossed, picking out their nails, and that wouldn't bother me anymore. And that level of confidence wouldn't have happened if I had, if I didn't have this load of crap feedback during this particular talk. So what's happened is I had turned some of my biggest failures into my biggest successes. And I believe that everyone has the potential to turn their biggest failures into their biggest successes. You might be listening to this and you might be thinking, but how? You know, like there are people who are naturally more confident and they bounce back more quickly, but I'm not that type of person. Like I get really down every time I get negative feedback or if I get embarrassed in a certain way or if I get shut down, it crushes me. I don't think that's me. I can't handle like rejection. I can't handle failure. Firstly, I want to say that I hear you. Like I believe I used to be like that as well. But think of this, right? Think of the human body and how the human body has an immune system to fight off sickness. If someone has a poor or weak immune system and they suddenly get hit with this really strong virus, then yeah, like that will, that will kind of be game over. Like that, that can, you know, be the end for that person. It can, if they've got a really poor immune system and they get hit with this really strong virus that their body can't handle. But what if they had a weak immune system and they got exposed to a little virus? The immune system would be able to handle it, right? The immune system would be able to fight that virus and in response to that virus, in response to exposure to that virus, build itself up build up more white blood cells, build up some more, um, you know, parts of the cells that fight off viruses. I learned this in uni, but I've forgotten all the bits and pieces, all the specifics. The immune system would build up to be a bit stronger. And then if this immune system gets exposed to another small virus, then the same thing will happen. It will be able to fight off this virus and become a little bit stronger again. And again, and again, and again. And then after many bouts of viruses, this immune system is going to be so strong that it's going to take a lot to bring it down. It's going to take so much more than it used to to take down this person. Like it has to be a really major new virus. (laughs) 
But you know what I'm saying, right? All it takes for someone to withstand a virus versus not is whether or not they can build a strong immune system. It's a seesaw relationship. It's it's all relative. As long as the immune system is stronger or just as strong as the virus, then the person will be okay. And you are the same. Maybe at the moment you have a poor immune system and a poor capacity to withstand and bounce back from failures. Maybe that's where you're at. But what's naturally going to happen when you gradually expose yourself to little failures here and there? When you start to become more comfortable with being uncomfortable and you start to become more comfortable at failing and not being perfect all the time, then you will become more resilient. You will have a higher threshold of what level of failure it would take to really bring you down. Each time that you fail, you will build thicker skin. And that's why I believe that everyone has potential to become resilient against failures. Everyone has potential because it's not something that, like resilience isn't something that you're either born with or you're born without. It's something that you can build. Like, a strong immune system. It's something that you can develop. It's something that you can build. But the only way to build resilience to failures is you've got to expose yourself to failures. Start small. You know, like start exposing yourself to little risks with little failures and then build up over time. But if you don't, if you steer clear of being uncomfortable and steer clear of failures, then you'll constantly, for the rest of your life, have a weak immune system. And you will not be able to ever withstand and overcome failures that come your way, no matter how small they are, because your immune system is that weak. So I really do believe that everyone has potential here. It's just that not everyone currently has the resilience or the other mental, emotional, physical resources to respond in a resourceful way to these failures. Not everyone has the knowledge and the awareness and the resources to overcome these failures. And that is what I will share in Power Your Potential. Like part of Power Your Potential is developing this deep-rooted self-belief, deep-rooted confidence, and for you to have the mental resources so that you can bring on anything that comes your way. You can take on anything that life throws at you and you are ready to step into your fullest potential in your career and your life. So once again, if this is something that you are hungry for, click the link in the podcast description and I encourage you so much to apply for Power Your Potential, the virtual Power Your Potential starting next month. It's going to be such an incredible four weeks. I know that because I've run enough small group coaching experiences to know how powerful and game-changing they are. All right, everyone, that's the end of this podcast episode. Thank you for for listening through to the end and for allowing me to share this conversation with you and allow me to share my stories and my vulnerabilities with you. 
Uh, I appreciate each of you so much um, for supporting this podcast. And I really hope that each of these episodes give you something that you can take away, add into your life to take that one step closer to living your highest life. All right. You enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.